I'm Valerie Williams and welcome to Lens on Fitness, a podcast that will zoom in on all areas of physical fitness and wellness. I want to show you how both of these can only be achieved with the right state of mind. And I will do this by bringing to light all kinds of issues and by sharing some of the lessons that I have learned in order to help put you on the path of becoming an individual with a strong body and an even stronger mind. Hi, welcome to the Lens on Fitness podcast. I hope you're keeping well or as good as you can be, to be honest. Let me just state something here, first of all. This podcast episode really is aimed at those of you who lead a fitness lifestyle and who live in a country where you experience cold winters, you know, some really cold months. And you know that during this time, the way that you used to train and the way that you used to eat is going to be different. You know, you're not going to feel as motivated. You're not going to be eating in the way that you normally would do. And sometimes you just don't even feel like training. So this is really aimed at you guys. However, if there's any of you out there who are listening to this, who also happens to lead a fitness lifestyle, but you're quite happy to undo all of your hard work, you know, and only to experience a few months later down the line, your fitness levels have dropped, strength levels have dropped, eating habits have changed, and you just basically have a whole bunch of bad habits that you've been collecting over the months, and you're happy to start all over again from scratch, then this episode isn't for you. This episode really is aimed at those of you who want to make sure that you can try and stay on top of your game during the winter months. And if you happen to live in a warm country and you don't experience any winter, then I envy you. You know, maybe I I should emigrate. Now, winter can be a really difficult time for anybody. The evenings draw in pretty early. You know, it's getting darker for longer. You're not seeing much daylight. It's cold. You don't have that kind of um, enthusiasm to do a lot of the things that you normally would do during the warmer months. You know, I've decided to put together a checklist of some things that you can actually implement or try out for yourself that will help you to get through these colder months. And as usual, these are things that I put into practice myself. Otherwise, I wouldn't be giving you this information. You know, I'm not a believer in preaching something if it's something that I'm not doing myself. And luckily for you, these things that I have for you on this checklist are things that have worked for me. So I'm going to continue to do them, but I want to be able to share these tips with you so that you can actually start using them and help yourself to get through those winter months and save yourself months of heartache down the line, you know, if you were to undo anything. So one of the first things I tend to do in the morning is with it being cold in the morning and with it being dark outside, I need to make sure that I get my morning right. You know, you've just been sleeping under the duvet covers. You've been in your bed for several hours. You know, it's warm and you don't feel like getting up. There are a few important things you need to get into place in order to get your morning right. Make sure that your home is warm. You know, as soon as you get up out of the bed, the last thing that you want to do is to be stepping out of your bed into a cold environment. That's not going to set you up to to want to train or to even have a great morning. If anything, that's going to make you want to stay in bed even longer. Lighting is another thing. Now, I like to have these nice bright daylight bulbs in the house because when it's nice and bright, it makes me feel energized. It makes me feel like getting up out of the bed and 
I feel ready to tackle the day. You know, if there happens to be any daylight outside, I will pull the curtains and let that daylight in. You know, it's important that I, I let my brain know that it's the morning, I need to get up, I've got things to do and I need to get on with it. Making sure that your home smells nice. Now you might think, well, what does this have to do with getting myself motivated in the morning to get up out of a warm bed and to go and work out? If you think about it, if you're in a warm environment, the lighting is right, which is giving you the right energy. Your home smells nice or the room that you're in smells nice. That is going to make you feel good. That's sending some great signals to your brain. And when it's sending good signals to your brain, you're going to want to naturally want to do good things. Also, be very mindful about what you were doing in the morning, the first few minutes when you wake up, first half an hour, first hour. I personally, I like to listen to something motivational or watch something motivational, you know, while I'm doing my stretches. I'm not into this whole thing of just laying around in bed, you know, even when I know I'm fully awake and then I'm just overthinking things or scrolling on the phone. All that does is bring bad energy to the start of my day. That is not going to set me up right. So as soon as you get up out of the bed, or should I say, as soon as I've gotten up out of the bed, the next thing I would do, and especially if you are a person who likes to work out in the morning as well, like myself, is to prime your body in preparation for your workout ahead. So what I mean by prime your body is, don't just jump up out of your bed, head straight to the gym, put some things into place, like some stretches. You know, I will tend to spend 30 minutes doing some mobility stretches, get things functioning right. You've got to remember, you know, you've been lying down for several hours, so you need to get yourself right before you can even think about doing anything a bit more dynamic. And when I tend to do this, I will make sure that I'm wearing my workout clothing minus my training shoes. So when everything's all done with my stretches, I can just head straight into the gym. You know, there's no gap in between after doing the stretch and then having to throw on some clothing, training gear, and then going into the gym. Or, you know, in your case, if you don't have a home gym, setting off to the gym. You know, that could possibly cause problems there because what you'll find is you might even talk yourself out of going into the gym. And usually when I'm doing my stretches, I will spend a good part of at least 30 minutes, anything between 30 to 40 minutes. You might say, well, where do I get that time from? Well, I'm an early riser anyway, and I'm not one for lying around in bed when I'm fully awake, wasting time. I'd sooner just get up and tackle the day because I've got things to do. I've got goals that I want to achieve. And the only way I'm going to be able to do them is to just throw myself out of the bed. And that's what I do. Not only am I getting my body right, but I'm also getting my mind right, not necessarily just for the workout, but also for the remainder of the day. So the next thing on the checklist is for you to look at the way that you're actually working out. The way you've been working out when it was warmer, you know, prior to the winter months, it might have been suitable then, it might have worked then, you know, but as we know, when it's colder, it takes that much more to get yourself motivated you need a lot more encouragement. And sometimes it's not as easy to get up and going in the same way as you would do when it wasn't cold. And some of the things that you were doing during the summer months, like maybe tennis or doing some more things that are outdoors, you know, depending on what type of person you are, could be off limits during the colder months. And this is where you need to start introducing new things. Start introducing some high intensity type workouts, you know, anything that keeps you challenged and keeps you feeling energized, gets your blood flowing, 
and just makes you feel great afterwards. Go and do something like salsa, circuit training, Zumba, anything like that. Remember, the main thing that we're trying to focus on here is keeping some kind of consistency with your workouts. So sometimes you might have to change what you're doing, you know, in order to suit the season that you're actually going through. And besides, changing things up every now and again is always a good thing anyway. It's not good to do the same thing because once you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you become bored. And then after you start becoming bored, you then eventually stop going and give up completely. Okay, so moving down the checklist, keep the right kinds of foods in your kitchen. This is a big one for many of you out there. Even me at one stage, well, not even at one stage, it probably still is now, During the winter months, your metabolism speeds up because that's your body's way of attempting to try and keep your body warm. This is why you experience like going to the bathroom quite frequently to pass water. You feel hungry a lot more. So, you know, one of the biggest pitfalls that people suffer with during the winter months is getting into the habit of eating, you know, all the wrong kinds of foods, too much of it, too frequently, and not eating enough of the stuff that you used to eat. It takes a lot of work to avoid the temptation, you know, of eating these wrong foods and creating these habits that you can no longer get out of or habits that you've created that are just too much hard work to try and undo and they will take a long time to try and get out of. What happens obviously is eventually when you start repeating this pattern, you've built up that bad habit of just throwing yourself towards, you know, in the direction of these comfort foods. Eventually the weight just creeps upon you slowly over time until one day, you know, you're left standing there asking yourself, what the hell happened? Healthy foods can be comforting. You know, people have this misconception that healthy foods is all about green leaves and things that taste bland. Healthy foods can be comforting. You know, you just need to learn how to be a bit more creative in the kitchen with what you're preparing, you know, start adding some fresh herbs and spices or certain sauces, you know, just to give your meal some more of a kick. You know, there's plenty of ideas out there on YouTube. There's no end of things that you could actually recreate just using some basic ingredients, you know, and they will still be satisfying, filling, and most of all, they won't leave you craving for more of it afterwards you know, these foods are going to provide you with the right kinds of nutrients that you need, vitamins, minerals, everything is there covered in those meals. And that's what you want. There's no good in heading towards these quick fixes like chocolates and cakes and potato chips and things like that, that you think are going to help you. But in the long term, you know, they they only satisfy your craving for a short while before you start wanting some more of that stuff. In addition to that, it's just empty nutrients. It's just laden with nothing but the wrong kinds of fat. And it's going to make you feel even more demotivated to do anything, especially when your fitness levels start to take a dip as well. So keeping good foods in your home is essential. You've got to do this to basically just keep that momentum going with the way that you used to eat. Think about all the hard work that you did. Think about how long it took you to make those changes with your nutrition. You know, you don't want to throw all of that out of the window, you know, just because it's cold or or because you're feeling lazy, because you feel like you deserve it. You don't want to throw any of that out of the window. You need to try and maintain that. Now, if you have a sweet tooth like myself, try and find something that works for you. You know, find something that can deal with that sugar craving, but 
doesn't leave you craving for more of that thing. And my secret weapon is some plain soya yogurt with some oats, some chia seeds, or maybe some crushed almonds, some frozen fruit, which has been defrosted, and some honey. That works. I'm getting a great balance of nutrition with that snack right there. But back in the day, I remember reaching for chocolate bars. You know, yes, it's doing something about my craving for sugar, but then it just left me feeling horrible afterwards. And again, if you're anything like me when it comes to sugar, there is no way I could have stopped at just having one chocolate bar. It will lead on to another one and another one and another one, or maybe just other things, you know, that were around at the house at the time that were quite sugary. So, you know, I've stopped all of that, thank goodness, years ago. Staying on the subject of food, late night cravings. I'm sure everyone's experienced it maybe once in a while, or maybe it's something that you experience every single day. You know, when you've had that evening meal and you still feel maybe a couple of hours later, three hours later, whatever it is, or even maybe just before you even get to bed, that you just want something else to eat. You still feel like eating something else on top of what you've eaten. I got to the root of why I was always wanting something to eat in the evenings after my evening meal. And that's because at one particular time, I was not taking care of my meals properly. I went through this this phase of eliminating as many fats as possible. And that was a big mistake. So I was leaving that out, all fats, including healthy fats. And I was leaving that out of my meals. And so therefore, I would always feel hungry. What you have to remember is healthy fats take longer to break down than carbohydrates and protein. So if you include some healthy fats along with every meal that you eat, especially your main meals that you're going to have in the evening, that will slow down the time that it takes for your body to digest that meal, to break it down. And obviously the longer that it takes to break it down, the less you are going to feel hungry straight away. You know, you're giving yourself some more time so you're not going to feel hungry. Have a look at how you're eating. If you find that you are getting the urge to want to snack on something, you know, every evening, have a look at how you are putting your meals together. Because if you're not including any healthy fats in there, that could be a reason. Now, in terms of what you can actually do to try and eliminate those cravings or to stop yourself from eating during the night is to clean your teeth, perhaps. You know, once your mouth is nice and clean, you know, you've flossed, you don't have any ounce of food or traces of it or even the taste of it in your mouth, that could also help you to, you know, fight that feeling of wanting to eat something else. I mean, one thing that I used to do, and I still do actually, even if my meals are still in check, I think it's because of the way that I train, I train quite frequently. Sometimes there is the odd time when you when you do want something, but still I do not give in. I would sooner make myself a nice hot cup of cocoa, add some nutmeg, some cinnamon, and I'm good to go. And that normally does the trick. You might not enjoy hot cocoa. Maybe hot chocolate is your thing. Any kind of warm drink that you enjoy, a warm drink will normally do the trick. Satisfy that craving of wanting to eat something so late on in the evenings. I think another thing you could do is, you know, get yourself into bed earlier because once you're asleep, you don't have time to think about food. But if you keep staying up for too long, you know, watching the television, and we all know how it is for most people. When you're sitting there watching the TV, some people automatically think that they have to have something in their hand. They have to be eating something. Even if you're sitting at working late in front of a computer, 
whatever it is that you're doing, the longer that you're awake and you have that craving for something to eat, that craving might not go away. It's going to sit with you. And what usually happens is you will give into that craving and end up eating something again. And then you'll do the same thing the next day and the next day and the next day. Get yourself into bed earlier and just sleep it off. Okay, now, so for those of you who don't like working out in the mornings, you know, it's not your thing. It's not your best time to work out, you know, and you prefer to work out straight after your job, you know, after finishing work, because that's the only time that you have and that's the most suitable time, or or perhaps that's the best time for you. Make sure that you've got your workout clothes with you when you go to work. Take them to work with you and get changed at work. The amount of people that have they have a plan to work out, you know, to, to go to a fitness class, do a workout session at the gym, or even just do a workout, you know, wherever. And they make the mistake of going home. They get into that warmth, that warm house. Someone in the household might be watching TV or cooking an evening meal. You smell the food. You've got that warmth around you. The television is on. You can see your couch there or your bed or whatever. You know, you might not even get out of the house to make it to that fitness class or even to get to the gym or even do any kind of workout. So if you want to avoid all of that, get changed at work and head straight to the gym or wherever it is that you're going to do your fitness workout. You know, like if you've had a bad day at work, things have not been going right, or maybe the boss has called you into the office, or maybe you've made a few mistakes. Either way, you know, you just generally haven't had a good day. Avoid the temptation and don't make the mistake of telling yourself that, you know, that you deserve to reward yourself by going straight to your home, laying up on the couch and watching TV, you know, with a nice warm blanket over you. Big mistake. The minute that thought even enters your mind, you need to quickly try and switch that thought. The more you keep feeding into that thought is the more likely that that is exactly what's going to happen. You will finish work and go straight home and do those things. Don't get into a discussion with your friends or your colleagues at work about, how you're in two minds as to whether or not you should work out after work or not. Because nine times out of 10, you know, the majority of them are going to encourage you to, you know, go home and relax. You know, they're going to come out with things like, you know, you've had a tough day today. One day is not going to hurt. You can make it up tomorrow. So just go home and chill out. You know, for me personally, I don't know about you guys. I don't want someone telling me that, you know, I want someone to tell me the opposite. Because once you make that mistake of listening to your friend or listening to what the devil is saying to you in your head about having a day off and just relaxing at home in front of the TV with the blanket over you on the couch eating food, you know, how many other days are there going to be where your day is not going to go so great at work or even not at work, whatever you happen to be doing, whatever you happen to be doing that day, how many other days out of the year are you going to experience a day where things are not going according to plan? And when you look at it that way, if every single time you have a bad day, you decide to reward yourself by chilling out at home because you say that you deserve to chill out at home and, you know, and just relax in front of the TV, you've created a bad habit. You've created a habit that you are likely to repeat every time you have a bad day. You have to remember this. In order to be successful at anything, it doesn't have to be fitness, anything that you want to do in order to be successful, you are going to have to do things that you don't want to do. 
And there are times when you're going to have to work really hard at forcing yourself to do these things that you don't want to do, because obviously the consequences of not doing them are just too great. And that's why I say keep away from friends or work colleagues who try and steer you in the, in the other direction. You know, they perhaps don't realize that, that the damage that they are doing by telling you to do that. It's very rare to have friends or colleagues at work, you know, who are into fitness. There probably won't be many people in your environment who are into fitness or into fitness in the way that you are. So automatically they're going to tell you what they would sooner do, you know, but what they would do is not necessarily good for you or is going to work for you in the long term. And the last one on my checklist is to do with your water intake. I mean, obviously during the colder months, your body isn't really craving for water in the same way that it would do in the summer or autumn or spring. But you still want to make sure that you're on top of your game with your water intake. I'm not saying that you have to drink as much as you would do during the summer because naturally your body is not going to want it anyway. But you need to try and put something in place and keep things in place so that you do not break the habit of drinking water. During the summer months, it's really nice to drink a nice cool glass of cold water. But during the winter months, that doesn't work for me. What I do is to encourage myself to drink water is I make sure that I keep the water jug on the kitchen counter instead of in the fridge. That way it makes it easier for me to drink the water, you know, to get that down my neck. And it's a way of reminding myself to drink water as well, because that's another habit that can go out of the window when it's colder. People only normally associate water with thirst or hot weather. So these are some tips, like I said to you, of things that I have used. And I deliberately put these things in place for myself because yes, I went through a time when I was struggling where it was very difficult to get myself motivated and up in the same way as I would do when it was summer or when it was spring. Very difficult. Even with having a garage gym at home now, the garage isn't attached to the house. It's to itself but I still have to get up out of the warm house and walk over to the garage before I can even get in there. You know, and even then, you know, it still takes having a conversation myself, psyching myself up, um, trying to prevent myself from procrastinating. So yes, try out some of these tips, see what works for you. Some things might work, some things might not work. We all react to things differently. We all take to things differently and what might work for one person might not work for you and vice versa. So even if you've tried a couple of these things and it's not working for you, try something else, you know, try something else until you get it right. This is your time now to get connected with your body, you know, understand what things bring out the best and what things bring out the worst. You know, this is your time now to experiment. Anyway, so I think I've gone on for a little bit longer than I needed to. So thanks for listening. Take good care of yourself and I shall catch you on the next episode. Bye for now.